Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Bakuman Volume 13, the last volume of Bakuman for the year for us. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, it was good. Yes, yes it was. I, at this point, that's not really spoilers. Well, you know, the streak might break. Maybe there's a bad one. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I also thought we had a pretty good volume of Shonen Jump this week, though. What did you think, Kevin? Yes and no. I found some of the stuff to... Like, some of the stuff at the bottom to not be super amazing. Well, that's always the case, though. Yeah, but my bottom extended fairly far in... I gotcha. I feel like mine didn't, so I guess suppose we all talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But before that, we have the stuff we talk about every week. Start, And why don't we start at what I presume is the top with My Hero Academia number 293, Hero Saturated Society. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? It was good. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Bakugo reveals his hero name, and Lamillion approves of it, because it's funny. Yes, even though everyone else is like, God damn it, Bakugo. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, ah, yes, a, a humorous name. Excellent. This fits with my ideals. Yeah, and Bakugo's like, it's not humorous at all. <laughs> yeah, also, we get we get some Bakugo POV in this. We get... It, it's just a very good, like, climax chapter for this arc, right? Yeah. And there are lots of things around it that I can sort of pick at and say this isn't perfect, but the chapter itself is really good. Like, like I said, Lemillion coming back is pretty exactly how you would expect it would happen, right? Yeah. It turns out this is not even a surprise to Deku, really. Yeah. This is not like a last-minute save thing. This is a, yeah, Lemillion was here all along. He was just over there. A little bit, but it's still a great reveal to have him back. Yeah. I, like I said, there are a few things that I, I can pick out in isolation, but the chapter itself is really, really strong. Yep. And it's just forward momentum. Yep. I mean, there could be a, a uh, sort of horror movie sting next week where someone gets back up, but it looks like this is pretty solved now. And it's a very good, like I said, climax to this story. Yep. Is there anything you wanted to bring up that we didn't talk about? Not that I can think of. All right. That will bring us to the Promised Neverland special one-shot, Seeking the Sky of Freedom. I wonder how many Promised Neverland one-shots we're going to get. Yeah. What did you think of this one? I wasn't a huge fan. It's about a character that I didn't particularly like even as a villain. And mm-hmm. it gives her a very weird backstory. Yeah. It doesn't like really explain much about her. And also has a bunch of prequel problems, right? Where we know one character is going to survive and one is going to die. Because one of them is in the original and one is not. Yeah, you're right. And that's a problem with a lot of prequels. I mean, a few get around it in super interesting ways. If you can make the story about why this person isn't in the original story, that can be interesting, but that's hard to pull off because presumably we care about the other characters and not this new one. I didn't hate it. It's got some good bits. It's got real Promise Neverland vibes, and it's got a good, like, sort of twist on the ending. Sort of. It is kind of where I expected the story to go from the start, really. Mm. I didn't hate it, but it's not really what I want from Promise Neverland. 
probably weaker than the last one shot we got. And like I said, I didn't super care for that one shot either. I know you really liked that one. Yeah. So it was, it was all right. Yeah. On that note, we have Sakamoto Days, Days 3, Officer Nakase and the Mysterious Hero. And this chapter actually really rubbed me the wrong way. What did you think about it, Kevin? Oh, really? I I thought it was fine. Yeah. Well, so we've got this new character, Officer Nakase, who is a female police officer who takes the law very seriously and wants to find the mysterious vigilante from last week. Mm-hmm. The reason I didn't like this chapter is we kind of get her motivation of like wanting she's from this town and she wants to help in the small town. And then she immediately becomes a damsel in distress. And that really rubbed me the wrong way. I don't mind a damsel in distress character, but it seemed like they wanted to make this character like someone with more agency. Like she gets captured trying to save other characters. And like it just really rubbed me the wrong way that she needed, you know, the two goofs who are the main characters to come to her rescue. Yeah. There is that fight page near the end, though, that is, like, legit incredible. Yeah, I did really like that. And I do kind of like the gag of Sakamoto working off all his weight, and she doesn't quite recognize him. Yeah. Like a Majin Buu. But, like I said, the the core of it, the story, really bothered me in a way that, you know, damsels in distress are a thing in Shonen. I just... She was set up to be a character with more agency, I feel like, and then that immediately got taken away. I feel like it might have been less of an issue if she was, so like, she's set up to be this super cool police officer, and then gets captured by ex-assassins or something. Like, yeah, this is clearly above your pay grade. Exactly. Or if she had actually saved the people she was trying to, but got captured doing it. Yeah. Because then at least she would have succeeded at something. Yeah, you make a lot more sense when I start thinking about it like that. Yeah, uh, it just, like I said, there was some good stuff in it, but the the core of it really rubbed me the wrong way. Fair. As like, you know, she's even the title character of this, but she doesn't really do anything this story. And by yeah. that, I mean she doesn't succeed at anything. Fair. Not that Lois Lane can succeed in unmasking Superman in their first appearance. I mean, she can. That's how it happens in most good modern comics. But, mm-hmm. like, it, you don't have to make her succeed at her main goal to give her agency. So like I said, it just left a bad taste in my mouth, even though there was some good stuff in it as well that brings us on to chainsaw man chapter 96 this kind of taste i really like this episode or this chapter of chainsaw man but it's weird and i know we often disagree on this series so what did you think of it kevin i thought it was pretty good it had some interesting again it's that weird thing so a lot of the time it's really hard to rank yeah it didn't really grab me but i definitely did like i like when chainsaw man's being weird so I thought this was pretty good. Uh-huh. What did you think of the end of the fight? Because I know you had reservations about how it was going to go last week, given that we've already kind of seen a swerve exactly like this. It was explained differently, but... Yeah. Like I said, it, it lost the impact. You know, like, oh, I ripped out the heart. Except that doesn't matter. It went fine. It was a different swerve than I was expecting. Because I was basically expecting him to just reform around Pochita and be like, yeah, I'm over here now. But mm-hmm. I, I really like the paneling on him, like sneaking up behind her, like yeah, no, that, out of a grave. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, and like I had to kind of read the ending of it a second time to make sure I got what was going on correctly. I which is a super still I'm not one hundred percent that I got what's going on correctly, but I agree I, with you. I, 
I'm 95%. So what do you think is going on? So we can see if we're in agreement on it. I think he's literally eating Makima. Yeah, okay. Yes. We, we are on the same page. Yeah, but... We become one with her. It was just enough... I was like, I, I, I think that's what he's going for? And I had to... I also had to reread it. And I was like, okay, I think this is what he's going for. I'm not 100%, but I'm really close to being sure. <laughs> he, he gave us all the clues, Mr. Policeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which is, like we said, a super weird Chainsaw Man idea. Um, yep. But that's, again, what I like this series for. So, I will take it. Anything else you wanted to say on it, Kevin? Nope. Alright, that leads us to the series you usually like more than me, which is Mashal, Magic, and Muscles, Chapter 42, Mash, Burndead, and the Desert Visionary. What did you think of this chapter? I still liked this chapter. It's kind of just basically where I was expecting it to go from last week's chapter with, you know, some surprise cameos, essentially. And Mm -hmm. I didn't find a joke I found super funny like I did last week, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it's just very, like, standardish shown and stuff and, like, not really what I come to Mashal for. Like, Marky Mark is being, is like a secret badass in the past. Like, obviously, that's how you become Dumbledore, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you should trust Mashal because Mashal is basically Naruto. And I'm like, okay, I mean, kind of, yeah, but that, again, subverting that is more what I come here for. I did like the innocent Euro joke. Yeah. Fairly well. Like I said, I, I think the next arc of Mashal, it can definitely get back what it's kind of missing. It sets up stakes that were already kind of the stakes, but I guess it just amps them up. Yep. So that's interesting. I, it's not like I hate the series now or anything, for sure. It ranked fairly high actually, for me. But I found this to be, like, not playing the Mashal strengths. True, but I think what you said is true, where it's kind of amping up the stakes, and with the start of the next arc, we'll get more into what Mashal has been doing well. Like, this is just kind of, uh, it's in a weird spot where you can't always subvert expectations. Yeah, but you don't have to conform to them if they don't fit your series, right? Like, Mashal has, like, I get, when you say, oh, Mashal's, you know, secret ability is that he can sway people to his side. That has kind of happened, but, again, Mashal hasn't done anything active for it, so it loses all the momentum you get in a normal shonen series where a character has that ability, right? Sort of. I was almost reading that as a joke, like, almost as a joke. Yeah, and, like, it kind of is, so it almost works that way, right? Yeah. But it doesn't quite get there, I think. What Mashal's actual secret ability is is the fact that he's fucking Superman. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say on it? No. That will bring us to We Never Learn Question 185, X equals the Queen of Thin Ice, Part 8. What did you think of this one, Kevin? What might be the penultimate chapter of We Never Learn? It's possible. I really liked this chapter of We Never Learn. I just really liked the dynamic of Kirisu being like, I need to be the responsible adult and just like completely failing at it and being like, but I yeah. was trying so hard to like be responsible, you know, so that you would appreciate me more. Like you would appreciate that side of me. And, but you get being like, listen, I like all sides of you. Mm-hmm. And then the, word pun thing which lost a bit of impact because it had to be explained 
but the word pun thing at the end was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's a good kiss. We do have the problem with the kisses, like we've talked about, losing impact each time. But this is one of the better ones, I think. Yep. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I don't know that I have anything more to say on it. It's fun when we get to... Kirasu's point of view is maybe the most fun of the girls' point of view to be in, although they're all pretty fun, honestly. Yeah. I am missing all the other girls, and, like, I get it. This is the... It's not like they were around for the last arc, either, and I think that might be why. Yeah. Honestly. I, I, I guess I'm just saying I would like to see them one more time before this series ends. But we'll see. Maybe... You know, maybe there'll be a special one-shot where he gets the harem ending. Yeah, like, I'm just holding out hope for, like, some sort of, uh, epilogue is the wrong word, even. But, just a little bit more at the end. We'll see what happens, though. that would be good. If this is the last story in here, that won't be too bad. I would like to see it go to, like, 200, but I like round numbers like that. And most of the Mm. manga industry doesn't care about them. Well, you say that, but a little bit of spoilers for... Bakuman, they have that awards thing for hitting 50, 100, yeah, 200. Yeah. It's not that they don't care at all. It's that that doesn't really factor in the same way. Like, it, it, it's there's no, like, oh, just push to this number and then end it. Yeah. It's very much, oh, you're done, you're cut. We gotta get room for something else. We, we need another gag manga in here. With We Never Learn, I want more because yeah. I just want more. But I would much yeah. rather have them, no, the story's done, we'll just end it here. But uh, two more chapters, you're at 200. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, there's Death Note is the example of one that had a goal of chapters it wanted to hit and really, really just stretches out in the end and kind of goes off the cliff. Yeah. So there's definitely argument for that way as well. Anything else on We Never Learn? No. That will bring us to Ayakashi Triangle Chapter 24, The Ayakashi's Lost Property, which is a cute little chapter. It's just like a one-shot Ayakashi Triangle story. There's a sexy bit that leads to a joke. There's a very good, like, effects balloon that's just all the PlayStation buttons. Somebody gets knocked out. Yeah, this is between Ninokuro and Matsuri, where Matsuri's like, Ninokuro, I also like Suzu. And he's like, um, well, you should, uh, go after it then like you have such low self-esteem and he's like quit quit. he's a guy he's a guy quit staring he's a guy remember (laughs) that he's a guy it's very good the whole time yeah whereas meanwhile uh suzu is in remediary classes but also like an ayakashi is going to die if she doesn't help it so she uses her uh uh, her omokage it's not a kage bushin it's nomokage yes to go uh, help it out and Succeeds, but ends up seeing them as they are in a compromising position. You know, it's just Ayakashi Triangle. I would like it to do another... I, I'm ready for another arc, I guess, is where I am on it. But this was fun still. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add? Nope. Alrighty, that gets us to Dr. Stone Z equals 177, Medusa Mechanism. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? This is pretty good. Not super amazing levels of Dr. Stone, but better than average Dr. Stone. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Like, it didn't feel like a, a case of, hey, let's go make the thing. Like, there's we're introduced to this new Watchmaker character, and they've got the cool idea of, well, let's break apart the Medusa and figure out how it works. It, it does have that bit, though, where they have to, like, send a fax, right? And Sunka's like, yeah. okay, we'll I have to invent a fax machine real quick. But yeah, I do like the idea that it's like, okay, we need to, like have our team back in America figure out how the Medusa works so that when we get to where we're going, we know how it works. 
Yeah. And the watchmaker idea is funny. I like that, it, like Ryu says, like, yeah, the, like, definitely not Rolex building is right there. Everybody <laughs> knows that. I also like that it's the girl sent out to find him. And the first thing when he gets reawakened is, ah, where are my clothes? And they're like, God, finally, a normal reaction to the situation. Because everyone else they revived has been super fucking weird. I, I like that, the, like, I don't even show if this is an on-purpose joke, but right before they revive him, they revive the CEO. Who, like, tells him, oh yeah, my, my, my best watchmaker is this guy. So I like the idea that she was also just, like, burst out and was like, ah! <laughs> yes. What? You have need of me? Excellent. Uh, though we don't see, you know, any of that scene other than one panel. Yes. I do think it would be fun to have her be a small cameo where she's, like, leading part of the business because she was the CEO for Rolex. No, you know, yeah. definitely not Rolex. Yeah. And just having her come out as, like, a little side character of, like, ah, yes, well, I've handled business negotiations before. This shouldn't be too hard. Yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit for a Dr. Stone, actually. Yeah. Um, the, the, the cliffhanger at the end is also good, although yeah. very solvable. Yes. Anything else you want to say on it? You sounded like you were wrapping up and I kind of cut you off. Well, I was saying, it better than average Dr. Stone, so I generally tend to like average Dr. Stone, and this mm-hmm. was better, but not to the levels that it can get sometimes. So It's not that dogfight chapter. Yeah. Or like, Boishi, marry me right now. Can you just draw all of one piece? Can you just redraw all of one piece? That would be great. <laughs> like, no, no offense, so die. Just maybe start with Naruto. It needed it more. Yeah. If that's all, last but not least, we are going to talk about Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin Chapter 22, Shark and Dolphin's Mansion Ex- Inspection Part 2. I like this chapter just fine, but I probably liked it about as much as the first part, and I was hoping for more of a payoff. I'm, Yeah. That sucks a little bit, but we get introduced to another character that should hopefully yeah. lead us into the the rest of this arc fairly well. And I really like her character design, so I think leaving it off on her is a good, like, yes. cliffhanger. I also really like that Chuck is like, no, we can go play on the slide. And he just brings, she brings him right back to that shoot. He yeah. like, threw her down. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. good bit. The slide. Oh. I also love that. Well, one of my favorite bits is when the guy is like, he goes over and finds the trap door and it's been like busted off the hinges. And he's like, how strong is this guy? I mean, there is some good shark being an incredibly overcompetent cop. Yes. Like there's that, there's his observation stuff. Like it's fun. It's just not quite the payoff I was hoping for. No. And that's fair. Yeah. This is just a little side story, but. I'm excited for what's to come, just like I was before. It didn't ruin the series or anything. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. Alrighty, that will bring us in, into Jump Card. Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump this week, from our least favorite up to our favorite. 21 this week, as Shonen Jump is pretty stuffed, as it gets 
I, I presume some series are about to end. Like, maybe Chainsaw Man and We Never Learn are both going to end, and that'll make room, and that's why they're letting it get believe, so overstuffed, or maybe they... Huh? I believe I saw something that Chainsaw Man is ending. Yeah, it seems like it's about to. Like, it might get to well, 100, or a little later, and call it good. I think I saw something that Chainsaw Man... Like, they've announced that Chainsaw Man is ending. Yeah, so probably pretty quick here. And it feels right for it, too. I would be really curious to see this guy's next work, because like we said, Chainsaw Man's kind of rough around the edges. When it's good, it's really good, but that's, you know, maybe one out of every ten chapters, if we're being honest. Yeah. So I'd really like to see their next work. Anyway, what do you have down at number 21? I have a Gravity Boys down at number 21. Same. I mean, it's... I don't know what to say about it. It's it's a joke that's been built up to forever, but... Yeah, and it just seemed kind of actively frustrating, especially with the mm-hmm. the stupid inner mind realm thing that's yeah. kind of bleachy. Oh, I forgot about the ending. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very, very bad. Uh, that's about all I have yeah. to say about it. What do you have at 20? I have mean Roboco at 20. I started to like it. You know, I was like, all right. It, it's just is- a little too reference heavy, right? It's got a bunch of good ideas in it. Yeah. But when I realized they were doing a reference to the Mihawk fight, I just thought of the Boishi cover of the One Piece and was like, oh man. Yeah, well they had that, they had a bunch of other references, it was like... Mm-hmm. It's too too reference heavy. Well, we had half of a chapter and needed to fill out the rest of the pages, so here you go. <laughs> I mean, the bit about, like, how bad is it? Yamcha versus Broly bad <laughs> is kind of funny. Yeah, well... but. It reminded me of, I was watching something where they were talking about Ready Player One, and they were like, anytime oh, yeah. the story starts to get a little weird, we're just going to throw in a nostalgia cameo and make people forget about what's going on. Yep. That and is so the, it was like, the problem with Ready Player One. Yeah, so it's the guy being like, you know, he's he asked this question, and the guy's like, well, I, Batman's going to be there. You like Batman, right? Yeah, I totally like Batman. What were we talking <laughs> about again? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually got Sakamoto days at 20. Like I said, there's good stuff in there. That fight scene probably should put it higher, but it really rubbed me the wrong way. That's fair. What do you have at 19? I have high school family at 19. I just don't care about these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fair. That's where I put me and Robocow. Okay. What do you have at 18? I have Mori King at 18. It's it's not a good chapter of Mori King. <laughs> no. And it feels like it's just kind of like sprinting towards the end. Yeah, it kind of, now that you say that. Like, alright, we set up this gauntlet. We've completed three legs of the gauntlet already, and it's been three chapters. I was like, I was expecting a little bit of something. To be fair to it, that was pretty much Mori King's pace beforehand, right? Like, the ending of that first arc took a while, but for the most part, it was one-chapter stories. Yeah. So this doesn't feel like a sprint. I, I definitely get what you're saying. I, I guess it's because uh, it, on the original arc, there was potentially infinite opponents for him, right? Yeah. Whereas this one, we have a set limit, and we're at the last one now? Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't think this... Like, I felt like this was the worst of these uh, little arcs. But I have our blood oath at 18. Sure. Because similar to you in high school family, I just don't care about these people. It's, like, got some yep. good fight scene, which put it above the stuff I, like, kind of actively disliked, but... Yeah, not a lot there for me. What do you have at 17? Yeah. Our blood oath. It's yeah. It's just it's super tropey 
like I just keep having the yep, yep, of course, and oh yeah, there, he's gonna have some special power, and we need to capture it. Mm-hmm, yep, that's that's Mongol, right? I have high school family at seventeen, and the reason I put it this high is kind of that joke. I don't even know what it's from, but it's like um, uh, objection and uh, overruled. I want to see where this goes, kind of thing. Because like it's super weird to me that it's doing this sort of. If I say serious sports arc, that gives it too much credit, right? But like it's been building this sort of rivalry, isn't right? Right term even between the father and the volleyball star. But nothing gets accomplished this chapter, really, other than reminding us that's a thing. I don't even feel like there are any, like, jokes, honestly. Well, and it's like, well, it reminded us that this is a thing from la- last Two week's chapters, chapter. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's longer ago than that, but it's not been long. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just like, oh, let's see where this goes, Counselor. I guess. Which is more than high school family normally does for me. Oh, that's fair. Uh, what do you got at 16? I have Magochan at 16. Okay, I put that fairly high this week. I thought it was pretty funny. I I liked it okay. Um, just the... I think Napdow, or however you pronounce his name, is my least favorite of the monsters. I, I, I would agree with you there. So I think I just ended up liking some of the stuff more. Gotcha. That's where I put Mori King. I don't really have much more to say about it than you, but I liked it more than High School Family, which was nothing. Like, everything below Mori King, I feel like, was nothing. Mori King was something, it just wasn't good. Fair. What do you got at 15? Phantoms here at 16. Oh, 16? Did I skip? 15. Did I say 16? 15. Yeah. You said 16. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's also where I put Phantoms here. Eh. It's... Oh, God. I, I was wrong. It is not the chick, although she's somewhat related to her. But it's just yeah. kind of like... Although I feel like the turn came too fast. Like, it's almost immediate. Yeah. Although I kind of like the turn. Yeah. The pacing I, on it was It's okay, was not great. but it's like, haha, I'm not actually secretly not evil. Oh, I guess you could have gone one or two ways, and that's the way it went. Phantom Seer is like a series that I want to stick around because I think it can be good. It hasn't been, but I think I see potential there in a way I don't with things like Our Blood Oath, yeah. for example, which is it's just like get this out of here, but it hasn't been great. Yep. What do you have at 14? I build King at 14. Same. It's just, it's got a little bit of that shown messaging stuff, right? And some interesting world building and the character introduced at the end. I like, but the humor is not great. And neither is the action really. And this chapter is incredibly wordy in a way it doesn't need to be. Yeah. It's extremely world building exposition heavy. But, like, not... It's been so good at that without eating all these words for it, right? And this is, like, yeah. the worst it's been at. Like, this is the least interesting building they've done, and also, like, the worst they've done it. Yeah. Like, I personally think it would have been fine with them just going through the port, and mm-hmm. the people being like, Hey, I've got this thing, I've got this thing, and you can infer, Alright, yeah, cool, they have a bunch of rare... Like, even if the comment is just, oh, yeah, they just they sell super rare materials here. Like, okay, I can get how this plays. But then he goes on for, like, two pages. It's not quite that oh, bad. Yeah. I, on it, it's this port. worse than that, actually. There's a two-page spread. Not two-page spread. It's two pages filled of panels of just dialogue. And you turn that page, and there are another two pages of it. It's yeah. a comic, dude. Show, don't tell. But then, like, the ending kind of saves it. Just what put it above things like phantom seer for me just barely yeah yeah this new character seems interesting 
Yeah, it, it, like there's setup stuff. Yep. What do you have at 13? That's where I put the Promised Neverland. Okay. I just... I don't care about Crone. Like, even as a villain, she was just kind of like the annoying yeah. villain. So it was like... I agree with you there. Would you like to learn more about Crone's backstory? No. No. Thanks. To be fair, though, Sorry? most One Piece flashbacks, Odai would be like, do you want to learn more about this? I'd be like, no, and he'd be like, yes, you do. And I'd be like, oh, you're right, I do. Yeah, but I would. it would be fine <laughs> if I were proven wrong, but it's yeah, like, but hey, here, you learned yeah. more about Crone. I still don't care. Yeah. That's where I put Black Clover. Okay. Like, it, Black Clover kind of just felt like posturing to me. Like, hey, here's the forces of good, and here's the forces of bad, and we're about to X-Men slam them into each other, but not quite yet. Yeah, it's my number 12, for a lot of the same reasons. There's, It's all, like, set up for the battle positions of, hey, here's what's going to be going on in the next arc, which is sort of necessary. Like, I do like that it's done, because hopefully it will be less confusing when I know where everyone is. Yeah. But this specific chapter is just kind of like, okay, so fighters to your starting positions. Yeah. Asta is in the Goku position. He will be here to save us later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you know, you got point. Yeah. Yeah. I put Mission Yozakura family at 12. It's got very similar energy to Black Clover. I just liked a few of the things more. Although it felt like... It feels like it might be getting ready for an ending, and I don't necessarily think it is, but it's like bringing back all the characters. And I like a lot of these people, but like there are others I just don't care about, and like none of them really did anything. Yeah, although Mission Yuzakura has kind of had moments of, hey, you remember everybody? So I actually really liked Mission Yuzakura this week. Okay. But, but it, it, I feel like it's done it better in the past, too, which I think it has, is part yeah. of also why I didn't like it as so much. I didn't hate it or anything. Mm -hmm. It was fine. Going right in here to the middle in a week I thought was very good. Yep. Uh, what do you have at 11? I have Chainsaw Man at 11. I'm nodding. You can't see it. Yeah, it's... It was pretty good. Middle of the pack. It had some weird stuff going on. The fact that I had to reread the ending a couple of times to figure out exactly what was going on was a little to its detriment, but it's still that... You know, it made me think, so that's still good. Mm-hmm. I put Undead and Luck at 11. I've really been liking this Undead and Luck arc, but this chapter just really didn't click for some reason. Yeah. I, I didn't dislike it, but it just felt like it was, it was missing some, like, important bit I couldn't put my finger on. Yeah, it was my number 10, and I kind of agree with you there. I think a little bit of it is... So she has that moment with the old Andy... And then, uh, what's the guy's name? Victor. Yeah, he shows up and just kind of like, alright, yeah, we'll just kind of skip to the end by murdering you and making you skip chapters. It's like, I was kind of hoping for like a little bit more of her and Andy figuring stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like the, the hope moment at the end wasn't super strong, I think just because I don't super like Andy, honestly. Fair. Even if I like him a bit more with more backstory on him. So what do you have at number 10? I have Magu-chan at 10. Okay. Like I said, I enjoyed it. It was pretty funny. Pretty much what I want from a Magu-chan chapter. Mm -hmm. What do you have at number 9? That's where I put Sakamoto Days. 
I hadn't thought about the damsel in distress thing when I put it there, but I did like the ending fight, so it went up rather high. See, like, for me, as soon as she got captured, it was such a bad turnaround that it soured the end of the chapter for me. And like I said, probably should have got a little bit higher just because that fight scene is honestly very good. Yeah. But it was poisoned before I read that. Like, all the good stuff happens after the bad thing. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't note it, like... Now that you point when you pointed it out, I kind of realized it, but I didn't mm-hmm. notice it right when I was reading it. So it's just like, oh yeah, and we get this cool fight scene, and he turns back into his thin self because he burned off all of his fat, which is mm-hmm. cool. Oh uh, yeah, like there are good ideas in there. It's not yep. like ah, oh, this series had promise and now it's trash. It, mm-hmm. It's please do better, Sakamoto days. Yeah, I got promise Neverland at nine. Okay, I agree with all your points on it, but there was still some cool like. Well, we got to think our way out of here, Promise Neverland stuff. Yeah. Like, the map is cool. It's very Marauder's map from Hogwarts. And that's a cool idea. Like, there's good stuff in there. Yeah. Even though, did I want it? No. I guess I'll take it, though. What do you have at number eight? That's where I put Mashal. Same, actually. I liked (laughs) Mashal. Yeah, I I liked it. It was was pretty good. Not amazing, like you pointed out, but... This is setting some stuff up for hopefully another good arc. Mm-hmm. How about number seven? That's where I put Dr. Stone. Okay. That's where I put Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. Okay. Go on about Dr. Stone. I don't really have anything else to say about Dr. Stone that we didn't talk about already. Okay. And I don't know that I have anything on Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. So, what about number sure. six? That's where I put Mission Yozakura. I just kind of liked the, hey, let's check in with everybody moment. And, like, I know... Mm-hmm. You don't care about everybody, and I don't care about everybody either, but it was just be like, oh yeah, it's that guy, and that guy, and that, like, you know, it was kind of nice to have everybody, we're all coming together for this grand conflict thing. I guess I just felt like everybody that I really liked, I'd heard from lately. Uh, That's fair. Six is where I put Dr. Stone. Not much more to say on it either. Mm -hmm. What do you have at number five? That's where I put Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. Mm -hmm. Really not much else to say on it as well, over... What we talked about. That's where I put Chainsaw Man, because for me, having to reread it, I felt was like a big bonus. It really had that like horror movie feel of like having to piece together what's going on. Like and that feeling of like what you imagine is worse than what's actually going on. But like it invokes that. And Fair. like I said, it gives you all the clues. When I went back and reread it, like everything I did, like added on to that theory. It was like, oh, yeah, he said he was bringing him and Makima back. So Makima is there. But we don't see her, so... Like I said, I this is what I want Chainsaw Man to be. If maybe a little less grotesque. Mm-hmm. So I have to reward that. What do you have at number four? That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay, um, I put it above you. That's interesting. I Mainly because I liked the other stuff above it more. more. I, I mean, that's fair. This was a super good chapter. Like The top four were pretty hard to rank for me. Interesting, because the top three were hard for me, but like I feel like what I put at four was clearly below it. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. I'm guessing you what it. you put was Ayakashi Triangle. Yeah, yeah, which I enjoyed. Don't get me wrong. Something about this story just got me. Like I just really liked I gotcha. the kind of like love triangle comedy going on there. But yeah, really liked Jujutsu Kaisen. The fight scene is great. I really love Toto okay. at the end being like. I could still use my powers. The power of applause is more than just two hands clapping together, and he slaps his stump, 
and nothing happens. He's like, oh yeah, no, my super awesome uh, curse technique is totally done for. Yeah, but that distracts. The, the guy anticipates it's going to work, and that's how Itadori beats him. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that fight scene. Yeah, super good. Like you said, I have Ayakashi Triangle at four, um, and I think I said my piece on it, but I've got Jujutsu Kaisen at three. Right mm-hmm. above it. Because uh, like, this might be my favorite chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen I've read thus far. What do you have at number yeah. three? That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. Gotcha. It just, it really got me. I don't know. Okay. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed it. It's it's only one slot below, but I didn't think it was near on par with Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm. What do you got at number two? That's where I put My Hero. I really okay, like this chapter of, Yeah, I really like this chapter of My Hero, but I just liked the the romance stuff and We Never Learn More. I have We Never Learn It too. I, I think it's the My Hero stuff really got me. Like, that's what I want from my shonen is all the energy of that. And like I said, there are things I'd pick apart about this arc. But like when it all comes together here, like Bakugo having a point of view moment and a heroic moment, like like Lemillion's reaction to Bakugo's announcement and contrast to the best genus is super good. We get a moment for Deku. We get a moment for Endeavor. And like it feels final. Like, yes, they, they did it. Yes, very good. Whereas, we, we never learn, I super enjoy, don't get me wrong, like, Kirisu's point of view, like, this whole chapter is really good. But, like we, I've said, it's got, unfortunately, got diminishing returns. They saved this one for last. And it's a really good one, and I think it's the obvious one to save for last, honestly. But, it's just not going to, it, it's not the best one, I don't think, for me. I, I would put it probably square in the middle. I gotcha. I've really liked it so far. So, so we never learned number two. I mean, I, I, I've enjoyed it as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, it's certainly not that, uh, there's only one I really didn't like, which is too bad because that was the one I was most looking forward to. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else we want to say on, about any of these? Like I said, I thought my hero was superlative. We never learn. I really liked one of my favorite Jujutsu Kaisen chapters. Like those three mm-hmm. alone made it a super great issue in my opinion. And then pretty decent mid card as well. And yeah. The, some of the stuff at the bottom I really didn't like, but so, like I said, even everything but a Gravity Boys had something for me. Yeah. Even if the bad outweighed the good. All right. So, like we said, we read Bakuman Volume 13, and we will talk about that after the break. So we read Bakuman, Volume 13. What did you think, Kevin? You're the one who hasn't read it before. It's really good. I really enjoyed the penultimate chapter. Yeah. And just, again, super liking the whole ride. You know, we have the two of them sort of fighting, and the evolving relationship with Kaya and Mashiro is really nice. Yeah. Like, especially when, when they're fighting and he's like, what do you think? And like, he's literally never done that before. Yeah. And Kai is like, kind of reserved. And he's like, no, like you are married to Muto Ashigori. Like your input is super important to me, actually. When, what I really like is she said that earlier. She's like, Hey, I know what I did. I married you two. Yeah. Yeah. 
And she's like, well, you promise you won't get mad because I'm about to say something terrible. I think you should just marry Miho already. Which is kind of how I feel as well. Yeah, yeah. But the, but the two of them are stubborn. Like, I know they, they set this promise, but it's like, well, you wanted, like, part of me is sitting there and arguing with them of, like, she's a prominent, she's starting to become a very prominent voice actor. Like, she's getting a bunch of roles. And you have a very popular manga. Weren't those your dreams? I mean, yes, you want this yeah. cool thing of you want her to be the heroine in the anime for your manga. But that was because you wanted both of you to be popular, right? And you you are. Uh-huh. I, I, the thing I like is this volume is kind of about that frustration, right? Yeah. Because in it, all of the, you know, there's the one-shot contest and all of the characters get involved in it and they all decide kind of independently to write romance chapters. And, like, the problem with Mashiro's is, like, no, you need, like, a normal relationship in here so that the people reading it have something to anchor themselves to. Because your relationship is super bizarre, which is how Bakuman works. Yes. And it's not just that. It was, like, if you're going to try and do this in Shonen Jump, you need to be less weird about it. You could probably have submitted that as a shoujo manga fairly easily with this weird romance thing if that's what people are expecting but eight-year-old kid or whatever the target demographic is for shona jump it's it's actually like 14 but it's like eight to 18 okay 14 year old boys aren't going to be aren't going to understand this at all mm-hmm. but like uh takagi's like yeah i super like it but i i don't know or, I'm sorry, Hattori is like, yeah, I super like it, but I don't know what our readers are going to think. Yeah, which does make sense. It's one of those, I don't know how much I would like Bakuman as a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely aiming for the higher market, right? Yes. Which is what they've been doing the whole time. So, mm-hmm. it's not that, but it's that kind of thing of like, well, you know, the popularity votes are still bet on by 14-year-old kids. So, you can't go too far out there if you're trying to win a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. It, well, and they're like, well, we can't appeal to that because we can't do battle mangas, so mm-hmm. we have to figure out how to do it with our thing. And they do it by attacking both edges, right? Both the young audience and the old audience with Perfect Crime Party. Yep. But yeah, this is some of my favorite moments in Bakuman. I, I think my favorite moment we've already passed, which is him holding up the rankings to his uncle's grave. Yeah. But like, the, the Kaya bit you talked about is super good. I love, like, Takagi in this chapter, and how he, like, keeps kind of pushing away to go work on Loveda in peace. But then he comes back and is like, yeah, no, I was just training him to do it, because I couldn't, I realized. But, like, I had to make him successful after I boasted in front of his mom. Yeah. And it's very well done because none of that, we never see Takagi's, we see his perspective, but we, we never... We do a little bit towards the end, but... I get, yeah, a little bit. a while before then. But even then, we don't really see his inner thoughts, we'll just see his perspective yeah. a couple of times with him yelling at, you know, basically training Shiatori. And... Yeah. Rockying him. Yeah, it really sets up the tension of, well, is something happening? Because, like, we're only seeing... Kaya and Mashro's perspective on, yeah, Takagi yeah. left. Like, he hasn't been, you know... Yeah, Takagi actually moves out of with, with Kaya to move in with... I wrote his name down, because I can never... Shiratori. 
to, to train him. And like, it's super tense. And she's like, come on, we need to do something. And she even calls Miho and Miho's like, no, trust them. Like Takagi was there when we made that promise. I know that like, it's super important to him. And we as an audience in the past have seen that it is like Takagi's almost more concerned with making it happen than Mashiro is. Yep. And, and Miho in this chapter is amazing where Mashiro is like trying to figure out how to write this romance. And they're like, talk to Miho. He's like, no, she'd get all shy. And Andy calls her, and the moment he's like, yeah, it's for work, she just opens the floodgates and tells him everything. Yeah. It's super good. Yeah, it's very, very good. And that, I also love the bit when Takagi comes back, and Master's like, man, I've been such an idiot. You have to punch me, dude. And they go outside to like, yeah, and Shonen Manga, they always fight and punch each other, and then are better friends afterwards, right? And yep. Kaya comes up on them, and is like, oh no, it's over. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> and she's like, you guys are idiots, and you don't know how to punch. Yeah, you guys are idiots, and you're <laughs> shitty fighters. Yes. I also liked the kind of callback to when Takagi was going to fight Kaya's dad. And uh-huh. Mashro was going to join in. He was like, all right, that's fine, but I'm only going to use my left hand. And so we have Takagi punch. Yeah, we have Takagi punch him with the left hand. He was like, what? You punched that guy out way harder. Well, that was with my right hand, but I can't injure my right hand now, so I got to use my left. Yeah. I also love the slow build up to everybody doing a romance. Like, Edgy's like, yeah, I got super inspired after I watched Mashro drag his girlfriend out of that audition, and I want to do a romance. Yep. Masher's like, yeah, the only thing I like is Miho and Manga, so I guess I gotta do a romance. Yep. Uh, and Ko's like, yeah, of course I'm gonna do a romance. I'm Koaoki, that's my thing. Yes. And then Hamaru and the the other guy kind of get dragged into it. Yeah, I love if Ko's like, well, we're all doing romances, fuck you, I'll write the best romance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and the editor is like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, actually. When Fukuda goes up to him, yeah, it's well, because like, Fukuda make it a competition, yeah, he especially leads with, "You've done this kind of thing before. We should go back to that and do like a big reader survey at the end of it." And the editor's like, "That's actually a really good idea. Let's go for it." Yeah, and I love that Edgy just writes a battle manga where the main character is fueled by love, and it, it does really poorly. And he's like, "Why?" And I love his editor's like, "Well, have you ever been in love?" He's like, yeah, "I liked a girl in middle er, in elementary school once." Once, which is like the most edgy thing to say. Yeah, I like this. I like this one girl in second grade. We t- played dodgeball. It was cool, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> I also love that Edgy's been saying the whole time, like, no, like Takagi shouldn't be working on Lavetta in Peace. It's Chiratori's story, and, and he's and uh, his editor's like, yeah, yeah. Edgy said that from the beginning, and they're like, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know. Edgy's just right usually. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Uh, but yeah, then it kind of builds up. Oh, we also have, before we get to the, the kind of where it climaxes, because I really like that as well. Uh, we have the cop, uh, the character popularity poll in here, which was a surprise to me when reading it the first time. Yep. S- or certain characters. Like, Kaya at 12 is like, oh, that, that that's highway robbery for Kaya. She's easily the second best character, and she would be the best if Edgy wasn't in this manga. In my yep. opinion. He just steals the show. Uh, unfortunately for yeah. her. Well, that's totally fair. Yeah. But, like, Hiramura being in third is a super surprise to me, and his editor being all the way in ninth is also a surprise to me. Yes. Because, again, we just, like, check in on them every so often, like, about once a volume. 
Although, and yep. like their big moment is in this uh, chapter, in this volume, but it's after the character poll was. So, yeah, yeah, that's very that's very weird. Because I do like that moment where he, Hiromara's trying to get out of manga because his Otter Eleven's been canceled and he's finally done the last chapter and his editor's like, now you have to do a one shot and get a new series. And he's like, okay, I, I, I guess, like, if you help set me up with Aoki, I'll do it. And he gets second place. He's like, oh, only got second place. Aoki did better than me. He's like, nope, that's way better. Also, hers is a romance. Yours was secretly a comedy all along. Yep. So you won't compete at all. So they set up this thing with both the editors and Ko and Himura, but Himura outsmarts his editor, buys a new car, sells the old one to Fukuda, and tells him to drive it around because he knows it's being tracked, and like goes on a yep. secret date. Yes. I, I love the whole sequence, and I love that the editor's like, no, we have to stop them, and Ko's editor's like, they're adults, like, it, it seems fine to me. And he's like, get on! And he's like, No! Yeah, I, I do like Hamaru's editor is like, you know, the reason I'm so pumped about this is because uh, Hamaru's looking for any excuse to stop drawing. Like, any excuse at all. And if he gets rejected, that'll do it. If she says yes, that'll do it, because he'll just make her do everything. Yeah, but but I, I kind of like that the editor almost does have his best interests at heart. He's just, like, playing it from the wrong angle, because he's like, no, what if you get hurt, basically? Yeah. You can't well, confess to her, but then all of Team Fakuda shows up and is like, nah, that's the least manga thing to do, and also bad advice for life. Yep. Yeah, they were like, do it! Go, f you know, confess your feelings! I really, I really did love that moment, how, like, it feels weird having that be the penultimate chapter, but, like, everything comes together so well for it. Yeah. I, I really like that Hamaru's editor is eventually like, alright, listen, you're the kind of ta you're the kind of talent that only comes along once every two or three years. <laughs> and I was like, "What? Don't you like, mean ten? No, only two or three. You couldn't even lie about that." Eh. But eventually, he's yeah, like, "You lie about everything." Yeah, but I really like where he's like, "Listen, Hamaru, you do amazing at manga, and you hate it." Like, you literally try and slack off as much as possible. I've never seen anybody with your level of genius. Which makes sense. Yeah. Like, Edgy is super into manga and does really well at it. But Hamaru, like, when he found out how much work it was going to be, he was just kind of suffering along through it. And still did really good. Mm -hmm. And I love that he's finally like, yeah, and also Kaoki would never go out with you if you didn't work. And she's like, well, that is true. <laughs> After they have this super, like, shoujo romance bit that's similar right out of The Graduate, as uh, Edgy compared the earlier bit to. Yes, it's very good. I really like that at one point when he's chasing up this, he's like, we got to ditch the car. And he's chasing, uh, he's running with Yaoki up the stairs. And she's like, I feel like a shoujo, like the heroine of a shoujo manga. <laughs> She's like, oh, this is actually the perfect romance for me. It's super weird, but I have never had a boyfriend, and this is actually great. I love the bit, like, he grabs her hands and takes her up the stairs, and he's like, she's, he's like, you know, Aoki would never have taken your hand if you didn't do manga. And he's like, wait, we held hands? And she's like, yes, we did. <laughs> he's like, uh, really? <laughs> Just, yeah, all of that was very good. It's another super weird relationship, right? Although somehow less weird than Miho and Machiros. Yes. 
Yeah, and then the final chapter is really just setting up the next arc, and it does an interesting thing where we, you know, get to read someone's manga for most of it. Yep. Yeah, I don't really want to say too much about it, because I kind of can't without getting into what happens in the next volume. Well, that's fair, because we don't actually know whose manga it is at the volume end. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out, but... We will. (laughs) It's basically because... They're going to keep working on PCP for as long as possible, but they're starting to brainstorm ideas for their next manga. And yeah. I really like... like they, they, I, they come through their fight, like, better for it. Yes. W- with a good head of, like, okay, yeah, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna take it easy. We have some time off now. Like, we can do a chapter in four days, so we have, like, a days off. We're gonna live a little, try to come up with ideas. Master is like, yeah, I'm taking driver's ahead. And I do love the guys who's like, you just like thought it was cool when uh, Hiromaru was driving a Porsche. He's like, yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how he's kind of like, you know, doing that one shot kind of reminded me that I don't have a life. I should maybe yeah. get one that would probably help my manga <laughs> if I had like real world experiences to draw off of. If Yeah, if I like had one hobby, maybe. Uh, although Edgy doesn't have any and he's fine. Yeah, so I... You know, not everything works for everybody, but I do like he was like, yeah, "Yeah, I should maybe, like, live life a little bit. And I love how Mm -hmm. Hattori is telling them, uh, I forget what exactly he says. Uh, uh, Fukuda is getting an anime. Oh, that's right. Fukuda's getting an anime. He's he's like, oh, God, here we go. And they're like, oh, that's good for Fukuda. And Hattori's Mm -hmm. like, "Um, I thought you guys would freak out more. Now we're deciding we're going to take it slow, keep going with PCP and work on our next series slowly. And Hattori's like, that's... Mm -hmm super mature and actually a really good viewpoint. Good good on you guys. Uh-huh. But then he's like, also, like, there's you're, you're judges for the treasure award, and there's something in here that, like, reminds me of when you guys first showed up. It might even be better than that. And that is the sort of start of conflict for the next uh, story, or the next bit of Pokemon, I suppose. Yeah, because well, Takagi has a really great bit where he's like, um, you know, maybe we just have to do a bottom battle manga. And he's like, no. That is the incorrect way of thinking. Right now, basically, One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach are kings of the battle manga. There's no way a rookie can outclass those anymore. We need to come up with what's going to be the next best thing. The next great thing, not the, the ne- next best thing. Yes, that the makes ne- it sound. Yeah, the, ne- the, the next great thing. And so he's like, we're going to do non-battle manga well, is it specifically non-traditional battle manga? That's right. Things like, he's really talking about Food Wars, which hadn't come out yet, and kind of Bakuman? Yeah. And, and for sure, Death Note, which they had already done. Where, you know, it's not about, like, battles in the traditional sense, but it's about a battle of the minds, and... Yes. It's got all the battle stakes, but not the trappings. Yeah, so we're not going to have superpowers and cool move names. And he's like, but it's only an idea now. I have, like, no setting or characters or anything. Yeah, but that's where they're going. And then they, like, by seeing that one shot, they're like, yeah, Battle of the Minds. That's a good way to go about it. Well, he's more like, oh, man, we got beat to the punch. Like, this is exactly what I was talking about. Yes, but they're also talking about, this is basically exactly like that one other manga that I've never read. But there were, because even the people in... Because we have that one snapshot of the jump editors talking about it. It's like, we can't run this and jump. Yeah, like, it's good. Like, we we have to keep him on the line. Like, we can't just say no, because this guy is clearly super talented. But it's not a right fit for Shonen Jump. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's skews too old. Yep. It's too, uh, I don't know what the right word is right now. Bleak, I suppose. Dour. Dour is the word I wanted. Yeah. Alrighty. Anything else you want to say on it? Like, I, I agree with you. It's a super good volume. It's somewhat self-contained. Not really. But, like, the romance stuff, like, gives it a real forward arc. And that gets resolved this chapter, even or this volume. Even though it was set up last volume, yep. it really matures yeah. here. Yeah, it's all just really good. All right, then. That will bring us to personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is a segment where we rank characters from manga from best to worst. At the very top, we have Naruto, everybody's favorite orange ninja. At number 99, the very bottom, we have Koku, who is the worst Master Roshi from Flame of Rekka. Mm -hmm. In the center, we have Buggy the Clown from One Piece and Red from Pokemon Adventures. We have quite a few Bakuman characters on here. Um, the third from the top for Bakuman characters is Kaya21. I wasn't kidding. I actually think she's better than Mashiro. Um, what do you think? Yeah, her her whole thing in this arc was really, really good. All right, Mashiro is at number 12. So that's a jump of almost nine places for her. But I, I am all for that. Yeah. That puts her at number 12, right below Emma from The Promised Neverland. Do you want to stick her there or move her higher? I think I might like her a bit more than Emma. Okay, I'm all for that. Right above Emma, we have Nami from One Piece, which is very tough for me, personally. Yeah. I think I'm fine with her being below Nami. Okay, I I will defer to you on that, then. All right, Takagi was right below her, now at number 22. Do we want to move him up? He is currently right below Uchiko from My Hero Academia. I think that's fine. Yeah, I think I agree. Other characters who get a spotlight this episode are Aoki, who are this volume, who is at number 28, below Ranma and above Hattori. I, still I think also that... think that's fine for her. Yeah. yeah. And Hiramura, who is lower at number 39, below the other Hattori and above Jonathan Joster from Bo- Jodo's Bizarre Adventure. You want to move him up? He's probably the character that gets the most, other than Kaya, to do in this chap- or this volume. I think I'm still fine where he is. He gets the most to do, but we don't get more insight into his character than we've had before. Like we, he, he gets a bit of like a character arc, but we kind of always knew he had it in him, kind of thing. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Who do you want to add this week? I have a proposition if you don't have anyone in mind. Go for it. I don't have anybody off the top of my head. I, I think Himaru's editor is actually the character who okay. makes the most sense. Yeah, he's. we actually get to look up. more insight into how he thinks and everything with that penultimate chapter. So, Koji Yoshida. So, he's not as good as Hattori, right? For sure? No. Yes. Either of them, I don't think? Yeah. What about Mira? Do you think he's better than Mira? They're a second editor. I think so. I really with uh, how he feels about Himura. Like at first, he just seems like this. Like uh, Himura's been making him out to be this kind of like secretive guy. Like I'm just using you to further my career goals. But how he really does care about him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I don't want you throwing this talent away. So between. Mira and Himaru, we have just a bunch of generic shonen boys. 
I think I like him more than Rekka. Yeah. What do you think compared to Yuji Itadori? I think I like Yuji more. Or Itadori yeah, more. Yeah, I think... I, I think I am leaning towards that as well. So, Koji Yoshida will go at number 45, just above the uh, halfway mark. Above Rekka Hatabishi and below Yuji Itadori. Which leaves us with 100 characters on the personality power level list. Ding ding. Yeah. How exciting. We've been doing this for over two years now. Mm-hmm. So, next week, we are going to have our Christmas episode, and we are going to read Sweet Rain, Volume 2. I am looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be really good. Hopefully. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emmerich. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can find our Discord page as well as our past episodes if you want to hear what we thought about previous Bakuman chapters or you want to listen to last year's Christmas episode. Anything you want to plug, Kevin? Not this week. Alright, have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Stop, don't you know, subliminal.